Snowball Spa. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. And now, here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Calc with the Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. And a good Thursday morning out there, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to the Skinny on Sports right here on 98.1 FM, the sports animal. Enjoy the warm weather this morning, maybe this afternoon, because it's going bye-bye with the cold front moving in. Winter, the first tastes of winter will be here uh, before we know it. But hey, Have you seen the pictures already uh-uh. on social media? Up, way up north, uh, northwest part of the state there's already pictures like there it is we select the clouds like there it is it's coming our way i'm looking out the window i'm thinking wait wait a minute wait a minute that if it's already up there it's going to be here earlier than i think 10 to 2 it's national weather service last i saw last night uh, from norman somewhere in that 10 o'clock to two o'clock um it's when the wind hits the the Uh temperatures don't the doesn't just bottom out until tonight yeah and then tomorrow it's going to be pretty cold but at least it does look like Wind-wise, it's not going to be as bad for tomorrow night as it is right now when it when it hits. Uh-huh. And so it'll kind of start to to mellow out wind-wise throughout the day tomorrow. So that will definitely help a little bit uh, get us not maybe not quite as wind chilly uh, tomorrow. But anyhow, yeah, you can see it coming. It, uh, I'm looking out the window. Yeah, it's going to be a cold one. It's going to be cold, but hey, not it's winter. We, it, it's and November, once, and once again, we skipped fall and went straight to winter. See, I disagree with that 100%. You think we got some it's fall? It's been really nice the last month or so. Don't yeah, you think? Yeah, nice enough to still wear shorts and everything. Perfect. That is fall, isn't it? Fall to me is jeans, maybe starting the day with a light jacket, shedding yeah. that jacket later in the day, and then putting the jacket back on once the sun goes down. We've had maybe two of those days. Okay, so we don't. We, the, <laughs> the, the fundamental disagreement here is what is fall. And all of a sudden, boom! Freezing temperatures and cold, blowing wind out of the north. Fall is a bunch of 70-degree days to me. Well, we oh, didn't we got, get yeah, here you go. We got a picture of it? Got a picture. Yep. That's out in the Texas out in Texas panhandle. How far north, I wonder? Sunny skies, and you can just see the bank of clouds <laughs> up to the north. <laughs> what is the old meme? Winter is coming. Fall isn't over yet. Uh, well, we got a few more hours, I guess. Well, it'll be nice next week, too, isn't it? Uh, I, from what I saw, these temperatures are hanging out with us for a little bit. Could well, I mean, wrong. you're describing, uh, yeah, it's in the 40s, 50s. It's kind of what you're describing. I was having a conversation last night. We were talking basketball and just, you know, chit-chatting what teams look like, kind of piggybacking what we were talking about yesterday morning. And I said, you know why I like basketball season? He said, why? I said, because when it is over, Spring is just around the corner. When we get to the early part of March, that first weekend of March, even that sometimes we'll get lucky and walk into the big house on a Saturday morning, and it's beautiful outside. Yeah, there's times where you wish we could wear shorts inside there. Right. Because it gets hot. But then it just gives me so much joy because my spring is around the corner. Baseball's around the corner. We're, we're done with the cold weather. That's why I like basketball season. All right. That and, of course, basketball <laughs> coming up on the show mark rogers at 9 30 we're going to talk to him about the high school football playoffs uh, obviously focus 4a but then also so, some different things as well college football playoff talk 
did you understand what I'm asking? The pecking order? The pecking order, like a tears or like, uh, what is the what is the pecking order of who will get in? Gotcha. I'll I'll explain when okay. we get there. Yeah, please uh, do. Thunder fall in double overtime. Man, Shea was robbed of a great moment last night. Uh, Poku, watch out. And also a, a young a, a young fellow that grew up here has moved off uh, to Oklahoma City. Did some really cool thing. Did a really cool thing yesterday. I I, I kind of teased it, but then I didn't get the official confirmation. Of course, then I looked on Twitter right all, after the yeah. show, and bam, there it was. Place. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we'll tell you what that is as well. But let's start the show. A young guy that we tried to get on the air a couple weeks ago when we were down at Poppy's is celebrating his fourth birthday today. Uh oh, what's happening? No, oh, hang on. Let's. Let's wait. For yeah, we got to give him the full song here. To you, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday to you. Four years old today. Our buddy Trell Windsor. He stopped by. We tried to get him on the air to say hi to Grana and Gigi a couple weeks ago. He would not <laughs> do it, uh, but we'll say hi to him. Happy birthday to young Trell Windsor. Four years old today. Uh, man, he is hilarious. And probably going to be a handful as he grows up. That's okay. It is okay. That's okay. Tyler will pay for his raising. Yeah, that's right. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey Trail. Hey, happy hey, Trail. birthday Stop that. to him. That is great. Yep. Happy birthday, Trail. Four years old. Uh, Thunder last night. Fall in double overtime to the Milwaukee Bucks. Listen, I get it. It was Milwaukee's kind of JV squad in some ways without Giannis, without Drew Holiday, and Chris Middleton still hasn't come back from the injury from last season. Uh, but the Young Thunder team, it, th- see, this is the part of the growth that I really like because this isn't tanking, right? The, the, the Thunder are not in the tanking mode right now. They're in the, hey, let's see what these young guys can do mode. Mm-hmm. And even though it was against a, a depleted squad of the Milwaukee Bucks, it's still a, you know, the, the, a bunch of those guys will play key roles in the playoffs. Later on for Milwaukee, even when Giannis and Drew Holiday and the, and the like are in the in the lineup, and the Thunder fought tooth and nail, actually looked like they had it won on a step back three in overtime from Shea Gilgis Alexander, and then a foul called on Dort with .6 seconds left, where he was kind of boxing out Brooke Lopez on the lob. I mean, come on! At the end of NBA games, normally you have to literally punch somebody in the face to get a foul called, and he's kind of blocking out and. Ends up going to over uh, double overtime. The Thunder lose. Uh, the thing that I don't like about it more than anything else was Shea Gilgis Alexander, thirty nine points. He, he started off an absolutely an all star type clip, but he gets that moment taken away from him by the foul call. And those are things as we get closer to the All Star game, the voting, all NBA teams. Those are things that that he needs on a team that's not going to be as, as successful record-wise as some others around the league. And it just kind of it was just kind of a disappointment, not only the team losing, but for him to get that taken away from him after just an outstanding play at the end of, uh, at the end of uh, overtime. Yeah, I, I, I agree with everything you're saying. I, I just fall on the fact that I, I think he is, at the end of the day, he keeps playing like that, like he, like he has been outside of those moments he's still an all-star i mean he's playing at an all-star caliber level but the problem is 
when you're playing on a team that's a losing record in a small market, it's just not going to get attention. So I don't know if stuff like that will even help them be an all-star. I'm trying not to be pessimistic. I'm trying to be a realist more or less, but you, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, but those I, are I the moments that get those fans from sure, everywhere else to fired pay attention up and, and to start and, paying. Wait right, a minute. Right, He had a game winner and he did what? Oh my gosh, he had 30. He's yeah. averaging what? Yeah. You know, th- those are and just you the know things the that get them there. the league itself, like players and coaches and gyms, they're paying attention to that stuff. They watch every game, and they're they're hyper-focused into that, and they respect it, but it's the problem what I've always had with all-star voting. It's heavily weighted on the fans. You know, I mean, you're going to get LeBron in there every year because he's in a large market with the Lakers, and, and he could have mediocre stats, but he's always going to be a starter where – SGA would probably be more deserving, but I, I see what you're saying. Those those moments definitely would get you into the S or Sports Center's top tens, maybe right. even number one, and then get you get that attention on you. But yeah, I mean, shame that that had to happen that way. But uh, but I mean, if he keeps playing and keeps plugging, I mean, you never know. I mean, yeah, there, maybe there it's were, more you know, yeah. maybe it's more All NBA anyhow because that can actually affect some things for him moving forward financially and sure. and contract yeah. wise. And you, if you had a choice, I think those guys would rather be an All NBA player than an All Star, anyhow, because it just it means more uh, than than that. But still, it's it, nobody nobody would turn down. Hey, guess what? I'm an All Star. Well, no, especially well, on a young team like this, it just kind of stunk that 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 moment gets taken away. I tell you what, kudos to the Thunder for not giving up on one Alexei Pokashevsky in the off season mm. when everybody that's watched this team for the past couple of years wanted to. That dude, he's still 20. He is turning into a serviceable NBA player. Last night, 17 points, 10 rebounds, blocked a couple of shots, four of seven from three. Uh, you know, you score 17 on 11 on 11 attempts. That's outstanding efficiency. He is just listen. He may not be some kind of star at any point, but he sure seems like he's figured it out way more than he ever has on the NBA level to this point. And all of a sudden, maybe he can actually be a piece, a valuable piece to a team that that, that looks moving forward to to try to be a, a playoff team and then obviously, you know, go up through the the ranks of the Western Conference as they move along, but it's really encouraging start for Alexei Pokachevsky for the first time in his career. Well, it in takes, you know, we always forget when you know, I'm I'm guilty of this too. When guys are drafted, that I think these are uh, seasoned guys ready for the league, and there are more often than not lately in the last two decades, there's been teen. I mean, teenagers, right, right. And, and children, and and guys who are still developing into the sport. So, you know, there there's that there's those project drafts, and I think he was one of them. That's kind of coming into his own, figuring out this league, getting acclimated to it. I mean, and, and I think, you know, Presti saw something in him that's like, this is, I think, what we can make him into, and I think we're starting to see some of that. Well, and the timing will work out if it continu- if he continues to get better. The timing of him coming into his own will work out perfectly because you didn't want him to be that good the last couple of years, quite honestly. Yeah. You, yeah. Wanted, you, you kind of, in a lot of ways, wanted to see what you saw out of him, mm-hmm. which is contributing to losing. So that then, you know, the draft picks get better. Um, but now as he's starting to kind of figure things out, listen, he's he's a lot closer to being a rotational piece from Poku 
uh, for Poku uh, than he has been at any point. Um, and yeah, he took the shot at the end there. Uh, but you know what? That's also a function of, you know, sure SGA is obviously the guy, but he but what he hasn't necessarily earned that that right just yet. If that makes sense. Um, so, and maybe this is one of those things. If you want to see ball movement, which I think mo- most people do, not just isolation, you know, move the ball, get everybody involved. Sometimes that's the way that this happens, right? Mm-hmm. It, even in in-game situations, if that's the way you play, certain guys end up with the ball at the end that maybe you don't want to end up with the ball each and every time. So it's going to be a little bit different, I think, um, at least in the early going of building this. Now, if this is a playoff game in two years and Poku's firing three when, when SGA's cooking like he was last night, you're going to see a whole bunch more <laughs> problem with that from the fans than maybe they did last night. But you know what? Uh, he's he's improving, and it's good. that's just what you want to see uh, in these next year or two before the Thunder maybe really fortify something as a playoff team and then who knows what else moving forward with all these young guys you know, growing together a little bit like we saw the first time. In a weird way, and I mentioned this last night too after the game to somebody, in a weird way, did you feel satisfied with the way that outcome happened, with the way that game went? Like okay, that's that's the perfect scenario. You yeah. want them to compete, go to double overtime, give us entertainment, but come up short. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> I mean, there's still that there, but there's just still that there's that part of it. Sure, you still want to win. I mean, if you're competing. no, that, but no, oh, okay. you still you still kind of want to lose, right? Yeah. Because in in I think part if if you had Chet healthy, maybe that maybe part of that goes away because it, depending on what he looks like early, you know what I'm saying. But if uh-huh. but if he that, that's that's the one thing that kind of stinks about more than anything is you're not seeing the whole picture develop because the, the one of the biggest pieces is, is going to be missing throughout the entire year and so then you know even even if he's not as you know developed yet at least you have an idea of okay what needs to happen in the draft whereas right now you're kind of going in blind without being yeah. able to see exactly what it looks like. Uh, with him out there but still it's a lot more fun to watch than it has been the last couple of years and i think it's going to continue like that and to your point if the thunder can lose every game in double overtime i think that'd be a satisfying season in a lot of ways yeah okay jared college football playoff we're getting down to kind of the nitty-gritty with just a, what three games left in the conference schedule than the conference title games the picture is becoming a little bit more clear so when I ask you what's the pecking order into the playoff, what I mean is mm-hmm. who controls their destiny. Who so like? Do you want like individual teams? No, nah, just okay. So like, like right now, it is an individual team because there's only one person, one team that can be this. So number one, clear far and away to me, if they went out, is Georgia, the undefeated SEC champ, right? Well, right. They're they're definitely in the playoff. They are the number one to me. They're number one in the pe- the pecking order. Right below them would be whoever wins between Ohio State and Michigan and goes undefeated in the Big Ten. So you got one, two, and then I have undefeated TCU as number three just because I, I think there's no way in the world that if those three things happen, those three are in, right? Yeah. Then, so I've got that one, two, and three. Now you start looking at, okay, what's some other? Like where does everybody else stack up okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay i kind of okay i kind of took your question and i 
more individually I, team-wise? Not really. It's okay. more of uh, an umbrella with tiers in a way, but okay. like kind of what you said with, you know, and, and it is all kind of fits underneath what you said, but I put it in pecking order of number one, the undefeateds. They control their okay. own, own destiny, meaning, you know, they went out. I mean, we got four left. I mean, I think it's pretty clear, right? Well, yeah, well, we're going to end up with three, a possibility well, yeah, of three. Right, yeah, right, but they control the, – so that's I right. think the undefeated, that's the pecking order right there. Mm-hmm. Number two, I, and this is where it kind of gets kind of murky between three and four, two, three, and four, but the best resumes, I know you're a big proponent of that, of course, with Tennessee and what they've done so far. If they can win out, there's a great – I mean, they have a, they still have a high percentage chance of getting in if they win out. I think it's in the 60% percentile. Mm-hmm. So best resumes, you know – uh, the third pecking order for me is best one-loss teams, and that kind of blends in with best resumes. You know, if you still have one loss, a la Tennessee, they still have a good resume. You know, TCU, is there a scenario there? If they lose one, they win out. You know, what's their resume look like? Who they've beaten? Who do they lose to? Uh, then, I, oddly enough, I, I kind of didn't put as much weight into conference champs because you could still have a two-loss conference champs, and it, they could be left out because of uh, one loss. You know, you see what I'm saying? Sure. So that's where I kind of uh, put them in the pecking order of one. I just put them in four groups here, one through four. Okay, so let me ask you like this. If there are three undefeated conference champions mm-hmm. in the SEC, the Big Ten, and the, and the Big 12, we would all agree those three are going to be in this playoff, yes. right? Yes. Who's Who's four? Well, can you tell me who competed in, who uh, participated in these conference championship games? Okay, let's say Georgia wins, Ohio State wins, TCU wins. Versus Georgia versus it would have to be. Well, it's either going to be LSU, Ole Miss, or Alabama. Okay, so you got multiple losses there on either one. Yeah, but they win. I mean, they're they're okay. So and uh, yeah, then it go, then then go down to best resumes, best one loss. So so if it's Ohio State versus, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because that side is horrible. Yeah. Um. It, they'll look at Georgia's, the resume. Georgia's hanging a third loss on anybody outside of no, Ole Miss. Right. Now, if Ole Miss – I think Tennessee would get in. So you got Tennessee – because here's your choices, basically. Because they would still just have one loss, right? And they, their one loss would be to the conference champ. Your your choices would be one loss Tennessee, unless they stumble, right. which they play nobody almost. I mean, they're uh, – one loss Michigan, who lost Ohio State only. A one loss possibility of a Pac-12 champ. Forget that. Roll them out. I can't put them in there. So that would be kind of your that, that would I mean, be your you just, choices. You just weighed the the Michigan losing to Ohio State and Tennessee losing to Georgia versus a let's say uh, USC losing to two loss Utah. Well, then mm-hmm. then choice but is having, easy for me. But those but two though, having a conference title, but d- which but the others a don't. Conference title, and that kind of goes against what I'm saying here. Conference titles matter. They should matter. I think if you're a pack if you're a Pac-12 fan. You want that to be USC as the one-loss champ because you know what Oregon has a problem with? Georgia. 49-3. Yeah. And that would be kind and of the rematch. I think the committee would look at that too and go, do we want that again? We've seen it. And it could be one versus now, four. We've also seen <laughs> we've also seen Georgia-Tennessee. That, you, that too, but it was a little better game. It was a much that, better game. Yeah, but that too, yeah. And you can almost say both were road games because Oregon played Georgia at Atlanta. I mean, that's essentially and a road game. And we know game. the committee has no problems with rematches or potential rematches. Look at last year. Potential rematches, but we haven't ever seen one in the first round, right? Not in the first round. You're right. Not in the first round. We haven't. They've seeded them as such to avoid that, I think. Okay, let's, let's do a different one right quick before we get Mark on the horn. Okay. 
say Ohio brought him on, then talked about yeah, this. Would have loved Let's it. say Ohio State goes undefeated, TCU goes undefeated. Gotcha. Okay. LSU beats Georgia. Okay. Now what? I think Georgia still has enough to get in. Where would you put them in the order? Oh, okay. Okay. Would George would one loss Georgia who lost that SEC title game have a better argument than whoever beat them to be a two loss SEC champ? I feel like they do. And if it's a two, I feel like they do. Okay, I'm, I'm trying to think who that fourth team would be. That would help me determine where Georgia would go, three or four. I mean, you've got you'll have Michigan with one loss, Mich- you'll have Tennessee with one loss, and you'll have you the got, one loss Pac twelve. Ohio still. State, they're in one two, not in that order. Ohio State, TCU. Yeah, that'd be fun. Are you going to keep? Are you going to keep the SEC champ out with two losses? Well, two losses, it'd be LSU hard to put them in. Well, they're the SEC champ. Yeah, I know. They also, how could you put it? How could you put LSU in? Above Tennessee, who just waxed them on their home field, yeah, with that one loss, but they didn't play in the title. Just, this SEC stuff could get really interesting, <laughs> man. I hope you know it, what I'm. It, yeah, I'm hoping for a, a Ole Miss. I, I want to see Ole Miss in the title. Yeah, game. this whole discussion here with one losses and champions and conference champions, all this stuff, we haven't even mentioned the ACC. Are they done? Well, then you got. I've got Clemson down here too. Okay, I I, I think North Carolina is done. I don't think North Carolina can get there. They are an incredibly dark horse. Way back there. Yeah, here you go. Arkansas beating LSU. I would love to see Arkansas beat LSU. Yeah, Ole Miss too. beat Bama. And yeah. Ole Miss is right there in a great spot. Yeah. And then Mississippi State beat Ole Miss. Yeah, and hopefully the, <laughs> hopefully somebody doesn't uh, Nobody hike, their, yeah. hike their leg up like a dog and pee all over the end zone if that happens. Crazy. The, the SEC stuff is, is really interesting. Yeah, it's getting wild towards the end here. Because I think there's a great chance that you have. I mean, you, you could, you could, right now to me, you've got three really worthy candidates in the committee's eyes. Look where LSU went to. They're already seventh. Yeah. If things don't work, if, if things work out just right, I think they're setting the table for the Ohio State Michigan winner and maybe three of those teams if Georgia gets upset in the SEC title game. We'll see. This is kind of fun. I mean, obviously, as uh, you know, you want the state teams to be involved, OU and OSU, but it's kind of fun that they're not, and we can just sit back and just watch this. In a, in a weird way, it and is. And not be uh, like in it. Just be a fan. Yeah. You know, just enjoy it. Enjoy what you're saying the is the drama of it all. What you're saying is it's fun to root for chaos when you don't have a dog in the fight. Exactly. Watch other people pull their hair out. I'm gonna try to come get up ulcers. with. I want to try to come up with a scenario where the SEC gets left out, but I don't think I can. Uh, that'd be hard to do. Don't think I can do it. It would have to involve Bama winning this week Bama and losing throw. at the Bama end. Bama could be a problem, yeah. Now we get to see exactly how good we are. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, Mark's got the flu. Uh, he's out tomorrow, uh, so hopefully he'll, he'll feel better. He's going to text me. Uh, if he's able to come on tomorrow. So we may have to push him back, hopefully push him back just one day. Well, I appreciate him. Uh, oh, absolutely. Not, you know, I don't want the flu. I appreciate he didn't come on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hope we didn't wake him up from a slumber. No, uh, well, he didn't have to even answer his phone. You know, if you're sick, what do you want to – you just yeah. let the phone buzz did. and turn around. Don't even look at it. He probably knew I was going to keep on calling, so he decided to text me and say, hey, listen, 
stop calling. I've got the flu. Well, so hopefully we, he gets to yeah, feeling better because yeah. I know that they. Uh, that's a big weekend for him. He's, he's planning he's, on being out and about. Uh, that's one of the things I really wanted to oh. ask him about getting back into the poor guy. Get, kind of getting back into the regular season swing of things, calling games. Yeah, you know, there for a long time right here on these airwaves. Mm-hmm. Him and the Hunt Man were were some guys that I always listened to with the bigger games around the state. Uh, and they, they got back together a couple weeks ago, maybe, uh, on one of those games. So, cool. You know, so hopefully we'll have him next uh, tomorrow. Well, if not, he's good we'll... to go tomorrow, and hopefully they have a warm press box for him. You don't want to have the flu and then go out into the elements like that. That's yeah. why, I mean, I hope I don't get sick tomorrow, how cold it's going to be. You know, it's interesting. You know who I worry about tomorrow? Daniel. Mm, Andrew. Daniel and Drew. I got some hand warmers for the guys. Well, it's a good thing that uh, there's hoodies. You know, he's got a brand new hoodie he can wear. Yeah. That's right. Shout out to Hunt. Yeah. So You know, I meant to text him about that, but I decided, you know what? It's a little real informal. I'm going to shake his hand when I see him and thank him. Oh, there you go. You didn't have to do that. There you have it. Yeah. So, yeah, tomorrow, big game. Let's let's on. roll with it. Uh, what do you want to do? No, no, no. Let's go back to what we were talking about. Oh, okay. Because I've got some I've got some text messages here. That uh, yeah, here you go. Tell Hunt to put up a windbreak. That ain't no kidding. On that oh, north oh, side up there. It's not a bad idea. What am I boring you? I bo- I've, you were so excited about Mark that I bored you to tears here. No, I'm fine. Just hit me, boom. He's got a text. The cold's almost here. Look out at the sky. Oh. He kind of looks. No! Looks a little bit like uh oh, what's that movie? Independence Day. Independence Day. The, That's exactly what I was. The alien of. mothership or the ships are coming in. So you mentioned, uh, you know, getting sick this time of year. Mm-hmm. Monday, actually Sunday night, my wife was like, "I don't feel very good." Uh oh. And I was like, "Whoa!" Uh, I, I, you know, I didn't really say anything at that point. It's like, "Oh no, you need anything? You know, what can I do?" Da, da, da. So we got her some Gatorade and this and that. And then Tuesday, or and then Monday. She uh, she went home at like noon after she got a bunch of her stuff done to rest, uh, and she's like, "I think I might be getting strep throat." No, 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 no. And I was like, "Well, that's not." I hope you get to feeling better. All the while thinking to myself, "Well, I'm sleeping on the couch tonight. This is not the time." No offense to her. I mean, it would be terrible for her to get strep throat, and that would be a bad thing. But I can't get sick right now. No, no, okay, honey. Of course, she was sitting there thinking, um, "We have a she has a a, a grand what would that be called grand niece? If her niece had a kid, uh, yeah, let's call it that. I just call them family when I can't keep like I got a lot of cousins. Yeah, yeah. I just, anyway, the, another family. Stella was born on Tuesday. <laughs> Great, and she got to be there. You know, speaking of family or friends, and or you know when you thought you like you thought you had some, and then it turns out you don't. <laughs> Whoa, Here's an interesting this... text from our man Possum, okay. who happens to work with the guy that uh, hopefully can't get this done, but the, the president of the board, the school board. He said, I'm trying to talk Brandon into putting y'all on top of the press box tomorrow. That's real cute, Possum. Uh, the pres won't allow that. No. Nice try there. And yeah, don't make me text Brandon and tell him Possum's got a terrible idea. <laughs> don't listen to him. I'm sure nobody is anyhow. You know, I, I seem to remember last time we were in Newcastle, we had the set outside next to a speaker. I seem to remember that as well. Hmm. 
I kept the receipts on that one. <laughs> Sorry about your luck, Newcastle Broadcasting Crew. <laughs> Looks like we're going to have a student broadcaster in that one room with <laughs> one little Cade. camera. Set Cade over there. There in you that go. Room. Yes. Yeah. Dakota says, thanks, Possum, for giving me a fantasy win by not putting in a defense. And I was, I mean, really? Just, he, little, just forgot? I guess he just forgot. He would have had a very good chance to knock off Dakota, who, by the way, needs a loss so I can sneak into the playoffs. Mm. My team is disintegrated, Jared. I hate that. Draft Jonathan Taylor number one, they said. Uh, That'll be great. Yeah, it turned out no. And I wanted to draft McCaffrey the whole time, and I just couldn't pull the trigger. Uh, and now he's about to go crazy. I've drafted my first round and third round pick have combined to score about eight points all year. Jonathan Taylor and Keenan Allen. Listen to this. Keenan Allen, What is it? Is he just the, the softest dude of all time? He's got a hamstring in- injury. Brian Robinson got shot <laughs> and has played like three games. And old Keenan can't get his hammy right. Oh, wow. Come on, bro. <laughs> Killing me. Some people take longer than others. Some people are Wolverine Some people and recover are soft. from gunshot wounds immediately. Brian Robinson got shot <laughs> twice, and he's out there carrying the football for the commanders. <laughs> Keenan's got a little hammy problem. He can't play. Good grief. You're brutal, man. Somebody shoot that thing up oh. and get him out there. I thought you were going another direction. <laughs> no. I'm not going to get too mean. Oh, maybe he should have got shot. He'd be back that, in. I thought that's what you were going to oh say. Like, whoa. No, 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 no. <laughs> he can't recover from a hammy. If he got shot, he'd retire. <laughs> yeah. Kidding me? No chance for Keenan Allen. Oh, man. All right, so let's go. So I, I guess there's so many scenarios, right, with, with, with what could happen down the stretch here in college, college football. But do, do you feel comfortable that no matter what happens – Outside of these three, do you feel comfortable in saying, like, I, I do? Because I put these in easy choices category. If the three conferences that still have a chance to have an undefeated champ, if that happens, do you feel comfortable that all three of those teams are indeed I – mean, I guess we're asking – I guess what I'm asking is, can you see any scenario whatsoever if Georgia goes undefeated, Ohio State or Michigan win the Big Ten undefeated – can you see any way that TCU is left out as the undefeated Big 12 champ? No. I can't either now. No. That would be a travesty. You know, when, when you had the Clemson, when you, when you had Clemson as, a, as an undefeated, and then when you still had Alabama with the one loss, I could see a scenario to where if Bama ran the table with one loss, beat Georgia, then you've got – Clemson knocking out TCU, Bama and Georgia, Ohio State, Clemson. Yeah. You know, you, you yeah. can see that kind of developing. It, felt, it almost felt like the committee was telling you that with the rankings. That's kind of where they were headed. But now that that Alabama lost last week to LSU, I, I just don't – and Clemson fell at Notre Dame. I don't see a scenario where if TCU runs a table that they don't get in. I, I don't think you can make one up. No. Because – Ohio State or Michigan isn't going to have a chance to redeem themselves against the other, being that they're in that same division of the Big Ten. They're not going to get to play again in the title game. So that's where I just that, that's where I just put those three kind of in a class by themselves. Like there's there is zero chance yeah. in my mind 
if though if if Georgia goes undefeated, they're clearly in. Ohio State, Michigan winner goes undefeated, they're clearly in. And I think TCU is in that case, in that situation now as well. Right, undefeated Big Twelve champ, you're in. Yeah, the the argument would come down to you might have just said it in a different way. Um, Michigan, let's say it's okay. Let's say Michigan loses. Well, the argument's going to, and then let's say Clemson wins out, and and give me another one. Well, USC or Oregon, yeah, the Pac-12 champ. Yeah, so that's the argument. In who's, Tennessee, in Tennessee. So who's going to get that? What is who is the best one-loss team? Is it a conference champ, Clemson? Is it the resume of Tennessee? Okay. Is it the resume of Michigan or Ohio State? Whoever loses that game, or is it USC or Oregon? I mean that that's that's where the that's that, right. That's where the talking heads are going to have a heyday on on sports networks. Okay, so rank them for me. Oh dear. Well, Tennessee. You if, think- gonna, if that if that scenario plays out. Yes. Okay, Tennessee, Ohio State, or Michigan loser. Uh, Clemson, because they would have a conference title, and then whoever the Pac-12 one-loss conference champ is. That's how I would put them, in that order. So, I mean, by that, I'd say Tennessee would get the fourth final spot. It'd be, it'd be razor thin, though, between – what if it is Ohio State? Ohio State losing? Losing. I think that's the best case scenario for the Big Ten to get to. Yeah. Because Ohio State's resume is just, that Notre, the Notre Dame win is, is vaulting that's, that's them big. Yeah. like we thought it would at first. Mm-hmm. I mean, and Michigan. Then, you know, you mentioned Tennessee beating LSU. That's kind of the comparison with the beating of Notre Dame. Right? Yeah. Uh, except for way better. I mean, LSU is going to be a top ten team unless yeah. they fall, like we were yeah. talking about earlier. Michigan's got one win. Is Penn State still ranked? Yes. they are, aren't they? Yeah. So Michigan's got the one win against a ranked team. Is uh, Illinois? They'll have a chance to get another one there. Ohio State, obviously. I think it depends on who these teams are. Because here's what here one team that doesn't have a very good resume right now, that's going to cha- get a chance to really build it, is USC. They play Colorado this week. They still don't have a top twenty-five win at their disposal, but at L- at UCLA, Notre Dame, and then they're going to have to win at Oregon, I believe, or is that game in Vegas? They may have moved that game to Vegas now. The Pac-12 title game. Do we know for sure? That, I that, think that? it's in Vegas. In Vegas. I am fairly certain. Yeah, I think that's right. After I said that, I immediately went, wait a minute, I think they play in Vegas. But anyhow, you're talking about being able – you have a chance to really really, uh, vault that team up in this conversation. It's at Vegas. It's Vegas. So you're talking about UCLA, Notre Dame, and Oregon finishing out the season there with those three straight wins. I could not agree with Tyler Moore on what he just texted. Hmm. He said, God, I want to see USC play Georgia. So do I. Uh, amen. It'll be a lot more fun watching Lincoln Riley get his tail kicked off in the first round of the playoffs if uh, he's not wearing the, the interlocking OU. I hope they get a halftime lead and then um, blow it. That ain't happening. <laughs> Sorry about your luck. No, it's not. So, that, you know, that's <clears> – <throat> having said all that, though, 
we would we would really get a chance to see because we've heard all these years how much the conference titles are supposed to matter, right? Yeah. And not only that, though, but we would also get a chance to see a conference title with a brand versus a brand, not a, a brand team and an SEC team, a brand team and a Big Ten team. Clemson, in my in this scenario, to me is way out. I think Clemson's a distant fourth of these four of the four teams in this scenario. I'd agree with that. So I, I think it really would come down to one loss Tennessee, one loss Michigan, or Ohio State, and then it's especially if it's USC. Oregon just has that Georgia loss hanging around their neck. I mean, how would what would be the justification to see that game again? I guess maybe outside of, well, it was game one. It was essentially a road game. They haven't lost since. Which, I mean, that's a, I guess that's justification for it. I just don't know if Oregon would have the cachet to vault over Tennessee. and But you can make, I mean, Oregon can make the same case to Tennessee. Hey, you had your shot at Georgia. You lost too. Mm-hmm. Who cares by how many? You still lost. And oh, by the way, you lost later in the season, so you were more the complete product than we were way back in week one. Yeah, I wonder what Oregon – do you think they're thinking if we played Georgia now, it would be closer? Oh, 100%. They're Not saying that. they're going, well, we could beat them now, but well, they're thinking, I, I mean, man, you, we, we, we weren't ready then. We're ready now. The new coach has figured it out. Yeah, Lanning just didn't Lanning. have everything ready to go exactly right. against that team. Which, right. I mean, when you think about it, a first first game as a first year head coach with a brand new quarterback. That's an awful tough ask. Like nobody was shocked that Georgia blew him out. Maybe no. by that that margin, it was a little bit shocking. But no, if Georgia would have won that game by four touchdowns, nobody was going to bat an eye and go, "Huh, can't believe that happened." Wrong. Everybody saw it. you. Know, you can kind of see it coming. Mm-hmm. So that in, in, in that scenario, there's only one team that would be in the conversation that hasn't already lost to Georgia. So does that help Michigan or Ohio State out? As the, well, we've already seen this. We've already seen this. I think it does. Let's try this. I think it would. I think that does help out. This kind of goes it's kind of goes back to the BCS days, and Stoops said it way back then. He said the whole season's a playoff. You know what I mean? And, and then this is kind of the same way. It's like, well, you know, the committee's looking at it go, well, the first of the year, Georgia and Oregon already played each other. We don't want to see that again. That they that was a playoff game. They eliminated Oregon. And you've seen scenarios like that, you know, throughout the season. So I could totally see. But I'm kind of backtracking here because just look at just last year, we had Alabama Georgia in the SEC title game, and then that there goes that potential rematch in, in the national title game, and we got it. But I think I think that that carries a lot of weight for Oregon losing to Georgia the way they did. I'm afraid it uh, I, for them anyway. I'm They'd afraid rather it does see too. an Ohio State or Michigan Georgia semifinal than Oregon or even Tennessee or even Tennessee. Yeah, because of Tennessee. I mean, you yeah, look, that too. You look at Tennessee's resume now. Let me uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you one more scenario because I looked at some odds today, uh, and and the the question was yes or no into the playoff and then there was odds let me uh let me uh, what, what's his name todd Furman. yeah did you see these no i have not okay let me know which one of these is that entices you the most 
He's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ten, ten teams listed. Okay. Okay, so for Georgia, if you want to say yes, they're going to make the playoffs, you'd have to bet eighteen hundred to win a hundred. Okay. If you want to say no, you could bet a hundred to win nine hundred. They're far and away the favorite, obviously. Okay, so you don't really want to make either one of those bets, do you? No. No. Okay, Ohio State. Yes is minus six fifty, so six fifty to win a hundred. No is plus four twenty five. Still out? Yeah, you, no, you, you want to look for something better? I'm looking for something in the Tennessee TCU Oregon range. Okay, here's Tennessee. Yes one yes minus one ninety. No plus one sixty. Okay, I, I I might a little I might nibble on that yes. Which on yes? Yeah. So bet a one ninety to win a hundred? Mm-hmm. It's still amazing to me that they're a favorite to, that that shows you that you were right when you said Tennessee fourth in that scenario. Michigan plus one twenty, yes. Minus one fifty, no. So they're actually more of a favorite to not make it That's than they are to make it. That's interesting. USC <clears throat> plus one fifty, yes. Minus one eighty, no. I'm not. I'm not biting on that. <clears throat> not touching. Side. No. Okay. Here's Oregon. Plus three seventy five. Yes. Minus five hundred. No. No. Not good enough. LSU. I'm, I'm liking the Tennessee bets either way. Okay. Here's LSU. Plus four hundred. Yes. Minus six hundred. No. You'd have to really think they could win out. Who they got left? Arkansas. Well, we mentioned that Arkansas. Yeah, they got. Uh, hang on a second. Arkansas could be a problem. Uh, and that's at Fayetteville. Hmm. A uh, and M. Wouldn't it be like A and M to just mm-hmm. be terrible all year and then upset the apple cart yep. with the win? Uh, UAB. So at at Arkansas, UAB at home at A and M. No is minus six hundred. So six hundred to bet a hundred to win a hundred that they won't make it. All right, let's go down. It's the exact same thing for Clemson. Plus 400, minus 600. You've been looking for TCU. I think I might be able to entice you here. Okay. Although you think they're going to lose the next two games, so I, that they I probably do. won't. I do. So what's the no? TCU is yes, plus 500, no, minus 800. To win 900 bucks, I bet 800. You, you had to win 800 bucks to win 100. Yeah. Right. Yeah, give up 800 to try to get 900 back. Right. I clearly don't think they're making the playoff. So I guess that's the one I'd bet on. How about this one? How about this one? This is a scenario we didn't go through a second ago. But if for me, this first thing I'm going to say is absolutely the bet I would make with a low-risk, high-reward coming my way. Alabama. Yes, plus 1,400. <laughs> No minus four thousand. Oh my! So I can bet right now. I can bet a hundred to win fourteen hundred that Bama makes it. The path isn't that terrible. Well, for them, I, yeah, but you'd have to have a lot of things happen ahead of you, right? You'd have to have LSU beat Arkansas. Uh, Arkansas beat LSU, right. or A and M beat LSU. Outside of that. 
you just have to have Bama win the rest of their games. Very doable. They got Ole Miss. Uh, obviously, the Iron Bowl, some rum dumb. Whoever they chose this year, they chose Austin P. So they go to Ole Miss. They've got Austin P. And they've got Auburn at home. And then they'd have to win the SEC title game against Georgia. And at that point, I think the only thing they would need to happen is for TCU not to go undefeated. So in that scenario, I think they sneak in. They would be a one-loss SEC champ, or two-loss SEC champ. I'm sorry, two-loss SEC champ with losses by three on the road to Tennessee and an overtime to LSU. They would have a win over Georgia, which would be the best win in the country. And they would only be fighting with, because it, you know Ohio State or Michigan are going to be above them, Georgia, where would Georgia fall in there? They would probably be above them. But then their, their fight would be against a one-loss Big 12, one-loss Clemson maybe, whoever loses Ohio State, Michigan. The, the Tennessee would be interesting to see if the conference title would outweigh the loss head-to-head on the road. And then a one-loss Pac-12 champ that nobody really thinks is going to make it anyway. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it would be worth 100 bucks to win 1400 on Alabama. So. I think so. The only thing that stinks is, in that scenario, it's probably why it's as high as it is, you're, you have to get help just to get your chance. you got to have LSU lose. Yeah. Yeah, you need that, all the help, uh, the the uncontrollables. That's that's the one you thing. Can't control if it. they still control their own destiny, first off, this number wouldn't be near that high, even if even with two losses, because I think there, there's some built in. Well, they might not even make it to the playoff uh, to the to the title game, but still, I mean, I, I know everybody has written them off after that loss against LSU. I would not do it. I would not write them off. Listen, I'm not writing them off until I see on that Sunday. That they're not yeah. in it. And you're going to see on championship game day Saturday and special guest Nick Saban's <laughs> going to join us. <laughs> well, if And he's going to be pleading his case. Yeah, he won't be able to do it with two losses out and not playing in that game unless Tennessee loses. So let's see here. Ole Miss versus Alabama. Alabama's 75% chance to win that game according to uh, the stats and predictor thing that they do. Austin Pay, I'm not going to look at it. Auburn, I'm going to guess it's going to be higher than that. Oh, heck yeah, way higher than that. 95% chance. So, yeah. Shout out to the people that fund and cook for the team. We just got on the text line. Also, our man Sam says Northwind just hit the state line. I assume that's out west. Uh, Yeah. Coming this way. Uh, The the football team, I assume? That's Uh, That's what I'm assuming. Yeah, very cool. Yes, uh, the Booster Club's been awesome the last, I mean, for a long time, but yeah. We did it, Doing Jared. Stuff. We did We it. made it through 25 so, minutes without uh, really having anything so planned. knock on wood, maybe Mark <laughs> Rogers tomorrow. He maybe. Probably, maybe do a little, help us a little preview of the um, the football playoffs. Yeah, we're, we're going to talk about that no matter if he's with us or not. Oh, sure. Um, football playoffs will be a huge topic tomorrow. Give our picks? Are we going to pick them or are we going <clears> to... <throat> Like each class, or do you want to break down each game? And I mean, what do you want to do? We'll just figure it out. I just want to think about day. it all day now. We'll figure it out throughout the day today. We'll we'll, we'll talk a little bit of NFL. We'll probably talk a little bit of uh, college football as well. The games that'll matter this week. Uh, one of the Big Twelve for sure. 
You got one down in the SEC for sure. Uh, bigger games that'll that'll matter. Let me see. Is there what two games between ranked opponents? Three, four. In four games between ranked opponents, UCF Tulane, hmm. Washington Oregon, TCU Texas, and Alabama Ole Miss. Kind of the big games of the week. K State Baylor's a big one too, just for Big Twelve title game purposes. Yep, that's an important one. You know, I saw, <laughs> I was kind of reading around. I did see a uh, the potential of a like six way tie for second. Still exists, really at five and four in the conference, which would include both OU and OSU. Still, <laughs> well, you never know. What a wild! That would be wild. I think I can't remember who. I think maybe K State would have been would be the winner of that tiebreak somehow. I didn't get all the way in depth. I just noticed a headline. I was like, "Holy cow!" OSU still got a chance. Problem is, the very first thing is going to be the hardest thing for them. <clears throat> Went out. Without Spencer Sanders, that's hard to see. Talk about it tomorrow. Thanks, everybody. Bundle up. Yeah, look outside. Nope, not going to do it. Look outside. You can see see blue sky and then here come the clouds. No! Everybody have a great Thursday. We'll be back tomorrow. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening. That ball is blistered!